life coach. And this podcast is about finding joy and balance at work. As an academic, for me, that means finding time for writing. So this episode is one that I've actually been wanting to do as my very first one. And I kept finding other things that felt more urgent and got in the way. But this is about my writing log. I love talking about writing and I love talking about tracking things. My dad, uh, he would track every cup of coffee, cup of alcohol, hour he spent with his kids. He tracked a lot of things growing up. So I've had some good role models and I've carried that through in my own life. And one of my favorite ones has been tracking writing. And I'll come on to that later. But part of this is about having that data to actually tell if you're um, improving. And I guess in that sense, I mean, um, Cal Newport, he talks about lead goals versus lag goals. So in an academic context, we often get focused on the lag goal of a publication, which could take 12, 18 months, right? That's really not a very motivating timescale. But if you focus on the lead goals regularly, weekly, daily even, putting in hours to write, that can be something you can control. And the more you can put into your lead goal, uh, the more of those lag goals you're going to get. So Cal talks about uh, quite often, maybe you can only do about four hours of really focused, deep work a day. And so I started trying really hard to do 20 hours of really focused, present writing a week. And I'll be completely honest, when I was doing that, I struggled. I think it's actually really hard to be that focused and that in the flow. Partly for me, it's my body starts to get sore and tired when you sit a lot. And for a lot of us, writing isn't the only thing we do for our job, right? You're also going to have uh, meetings and admin and email and just normal life stuff too that might lead you to do some sitting around or even just you know pop into the post office at some time can get in the way things like that so yeah 20 hours a week I have hit it at certain times and I know because of my writing goal which is very meticulous and I'm going to talk about why I think it's so valuable in this episode uh, but actually most of the time I don't I don't hit 20 hours anymore. And I'm okay with that, partly because I can, again, see where I spend my time and some of those outputs. So one of the things that got me into doing a log is um, it's almost like if you think about car mechanics, it amazes me. I only got a car uh, about 25 months ago, and I was amazed when you go, like they know when they'll be able to see you. And quite often, they kind of know how long a job should take. And if you ask an academic how long it actually takes them to write a methods section of a paper or a paper in, in actuality or to do analysis, so many of them have no idea how long it takes. And, and that was true for me, too. This is why I started my log. And I actually analyzed my log quarterly and then keep track of how much time I spend on each paper. So I now know like a paper that I might write on my own uh, usually is like 60 to 70 hours. And again, that's the like actual sitting at the desk writing and editing that that probably doesn't include academic reading or any meetings to do with it. Um, 
but I also found that some of my co-authored papers, they could take like half the time. They might take 40 to 50 hours. Um, so it's kind of good to know what you're actually committing yourself to. And that's probably time spread out over a year in reality. Um, I've gotten into the habit where I really like actually working on a different paper each day of the week. And so I might only work on a paper for two to three hours a week. But then you're just like moving multiple papers forward because your brain does a lot of thinking, doesn't it? Like when you're sleeping and when you've like put that uh, draft down and you get to come back to it. So the other one I know now is like um, a piece for the conversation, for instance, like that's 10 hours. So again, I know these things could vary. It's going to vary by discipline. Of course, it's going to even vary by the paper. Um, but, you know, so many of us don't have that data. And on a more um, granular scale, which is what I'm actually most interested in talking about, uh, a writing log gives you like that clarity on what you can actually get done in like an hour or two hours or even 30 minutes. Sometimes I think we get so busy, we don't think we can squeeze in any writing time. But actually, quite often, you can get a lot done in 30 minutes. So this log evolved from uh, a book I was reading, I think recommended by Pat Thompson. I'm a big fan of Pat Thompson. She's a professor in education. For those who don't know her, she has an amazing blog called Patter, and I highly recommend it for any academics out there, especially like PhD students or research fellows who kind of want someone to explain the conventions of academic writing. If there's anything that you know, you're a bit confused about like, oh, how do I do a really good literature review? I still don't totally know. Like, she will sort you out. So definitely check out Powder. And so my writing log, um, it also came from a story I read that was called How to Go from Writing 2,000 Words to 10,000 Words a Day. And it's a fiction writer. It's not going to be necessarily relevant to academic writing, those volumes. But she really emphasized how you want to actually know where your time's going. Like that car mechanic. Like, you need to actually know how long it takes to, like, write a section. And so she started writing along. And you also want to know, like, what time of day do you like working? And where do you like to work? And what are the circumstances that lead you to feel energetic and get more out? So my writing log not that everyone have to do this. Like it started to have a category where I write down first if I'm eating anything or drinking anything because I wondered if that influenced it. What I'm listening to, like the type of music. Sometimes I like upbeat 80s music. Like that really gets me going. And sometimes if I've got like harsh feedback, that's also a good one to just like um, I will survive sort of music. Uh, but other times, you know, I'm really into um, musicals. I really like Hamilton and Les Mis while writing or classical music. I played uh, piano growing up and there's some Chopin that can, I don't know, just really hits the spot. So I keep track of what I'm listening to. I keep track of whether I have a company. So if I'm writing in a group, I've been in a lot of writing groups. I note the day of the week, the actual date, what writing project I'm working on, where I'm working, I will admit I'm someone who likes to work in bed sometimes. I like to work out the couch. Sometimes uh, one of my favorite spots when I was really into my log, but I haven't been doing it in a long time, is riding in my car, which is actually a camper van. 
really liked working in the camper van because I could park it like it was like a sunroom and I could get sun uh, at times of the day when there's no sun in our flat. And then you set your, your intention for the session. So I have a category to write out my goals. And I think this is really, really key because so often people just sit down without a plan. So again, they don't know, kind of like my weekly plan, my episode on that, like you don't know what success would look like. You don't know what you can realistically get done or what you want to get done. So sometimes this might be about a certain number of words or a section you're trying to finish, but like getting your mind focused on what it is that you want to achieve is so important. And I think the log alone for that is completely worthwhile. Then I usually had a category to count how many words I did write, although I've actually abandoned that. I'm not that bothered about words anymore, but it was motivating at one point. And I'd mark when I started, so the time, and when I end time-wise. And then I have a category for minutes, so I can add that up uh, at the end of my quarters. Like I said, in categories, how much time I'm spending on different projects. Then I have a column that talks about what I've accomplished. And this one is really important. So again, it's that opportunity for reflection to say, okay, I did get done what I wanted to. So now I know that that might be a reasonable amount of work to expect in that time. Or I might talk a bit about how I felt like maybe why I was frustrated with something or why I got stuck. And I think just that space for reflection again, and like seeing what your goal was and seeing if you achieved it and even celebrating sometimes when it's like, yes, I sent that thing off that I wanted to. Like that feels really good to just acknowledge, even just to yourself. And then I have added this category that's called like next time, which I find really useful because sometimes um, then it's like it sets you up like because again, if you work on a different paper one day a week, when you come back a week later, you're like, oh, yeah, this is what I said I was going to get done. And otherwise, I would forget or I used to keep those notes in different places. So this just like keeps it all really tidy. And then I actually did have a category where I ranked uh, my kind of like flow. So on a scale of one to five. So one was distracted. Two was that I had moments of focus. Three was kind of average focus. Four was like, this is great. And five is like, where did the time even go? I was in the zone. I don't want to stop. And I actually, on Excel, you can like color code that. So then it'll like color code like one is red and, you know, um, five is green. And I found that really helpful. I don't really need to do it anymore because I've just done this log for so long and I've done all sorts of other things that mean I'm really generally doing writing that I really want to do and writing with people that I really want to do it with. But at the time, you know, I had agreed to different projects and it was really telling if some of the work was just constantly getting like ones and twos. Like there's an opportunity there to shift the way you're feeling about that piece of writing and maybe ask yourself why it's important to you and get re-engaged with it. But I also sometimes ask myself, what if this was just mediocre? What if Or what if I didn't finish it? Like, this is clearly not, yeah, exciting me. And if it's not exciting me, is anyone else going to actually be excited about it? I would say probably not. Um, So that was my writing log. 
And I love this thing. And I would highly, highly, highly recommend it to any writers or any academics. And um, I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to download it yourself. I've shared it with quite a few people. And some people are still using it. Some people used it for a while and it really helped them. And they've let go of it. Um, But it's been really cool to hear from people, I think like a year later, who are still using it. And um, I actually, so I did all, I was keeping a log for like an entire year. And then I got a writing coach and I told them about my log and they're like, oh, have you analyzed it? And I was like, oh, no, I haven't actually taken that step. So um, that's another thing I'm happy to do if anyone wants me to look over the log. Um, that's really, really fun as well, just to kind of spot those patterns. So I then started quarterly, like really analyzing as well, like what days of the week did I like writing? And again, what times of day? And that yielded really useful information. One was like, sometimes I thought I couldn't get any writing done uh, on Mondays. But in reality, Mondays were fine. I got a lot done. So that kind of helped me reframe. Sometimes I'd be like so grumpy because it was a Monday. I was like, oh, writing's going to be so hard. And then when I actually looked at my log, I was like, no, Mondays are great. So I kind of was able to let go of that. But I also used to think, this is probably years and years ago now, that I loved writing like really early in the morning. And sometimes I still feel like that, actually. I'll wake up with an idea and I just, like, want to get it out. But I generally try to, like, have a cup of tea and, like, I'm right now reading poetry in the mornings, which is really nice way to start the day. Um, so I try not to just, like, let myself get lost in writing straight off the bat. But I realized that, actually, I didn't. I didn't actually write very often before 9 a.m. I thought I did. I thought I was really productive then. But in reality, that that didn't happen. And so I could see, though, that I I do feel more focused in the mornings. So I try to protect all my mornings, and I write 10 to 12 a.m., and I try not to allow any meetings to be scheduled before then. And then it allowed me to also just think more about how I do like to write. So I know some people uh, – m- well, or I was guilty of this. Like I maybe, especially during like your Ph.D., when – you're like writing up and it's all you have to do. I would give myself, you know, the whole day to write at first. And then I realized, and I went to a course and it was talking about Pomodoros. So this is this idea that actually it's more effective to write for like 25 minutes and then have a five minute break and then another 25 minutes and then a five minute break. And uh, research has just showed that if you give yourself two hours, you can kind of see um, like a chart, like, like it's going downhill. Um, So it's like, you can stay focused for about 25 minutes and then your focus just declines and declines and declines and plateaus. Uh, whereas with the Pomodoros, it's more like um, a really hilly kind of landscape. So it's like your focus for 25 minutes, it starts to dip. Um, so you take a break. And so it's just like stays quite high level. Um, so I started to shift into um, two sets of two hours and then maybe uh for pomodoros within those two hours a day and yeah like that that's the next level is then you start um I talked about weekly planning and I'll probably have to do a separate episode on time blocking but the idea basically is that like you look at your calendar I now generally will put in like 10 to 12 and then two to four everyday writing and then 
I can think about like what project I'm doing each day, what I want to get done that week. And so it's also really nice when you just show up and you're like, oh, yeah, today I'm working on the discussion for this paper. And it doesn't take a lot of time to kind of figure out what you're meant to be doing. And again, because you have a log, you can look at back at your past decisions that led you to, um, again, what's going on in that section, perhaps, or why you might start in a certain place of a piece or what's most important because we forget and it's just nice to have that all in one place so um that was hopefully an enlightening description of my writing log i am a little bit obsessed with it and it has it's evolved so actually i have a new one for my creative writing which uh has a lot more questions about like how i feel and like what I hear. And so it's a lot more about my senses. And um, part of that is because I started to realize how I didn't realize I was doing it, but the log itself created a ritual. So it helped me like every time I sit down and I start to fill in my Excel spreadsheet, my brain has done that like thousands of times. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're getting focused. We're ready to write. And it just puts me in a really good uh, like energy, like, um, I feel focused and calm and like ready to go. And by filling in like what I'm going to listen to and like having that intentionality, I create a ritual around it. Sometimes I, for a while was like lighting a candle, but I don't need that. Like actually quite often just filling in my spreadsheet is the ritual that signals to me that I'm starting and that I'm stopping. So I'm able to let the let the piece go and know that I'll be ready or like it, that it's there and what I need to do when I'm ready to pick it up again. And so for the creative writing, I also think a lot about what energy I want to bring to a piece and and even how I want my reader to feel. So I've been, yeah, playing with some other questions and trying to get myself into <laughs> you know, crafting scenes and thinking about my own feelings and senses um, before I start doing my creative writing. Okay, I hope this inspires others to think about getting more information about what makes them enjoy writing and how you can focus again on those lead goals. So it doesn't have to be about writing, like this could be relevant for lots of different activities that people might want to improve at. Um, again, I'm using it for my creative writing. I use it for academic writing. I even have a log for coaching uh, because I like to also see how is my time being spent? Like, what is it? How do I spend the time? So for the creative writing log, I've also added, am I spending time in a class? Am I spending time reading? Is it giving feedback to colleagues? Is it... Um, editing or maybe I sometimes get over oh or uh reading for out finding outlets and doing pitches so you know there's lots of different ways to use this but I think having that data and learning how you like to work is really 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 valuable so I am <laughs> offering this log if you want to check it out um, do look into the show notes and I will speak to you next time.